With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Browning throws. It's a screen caught by Mixon. Runs to the 50. Cutting back to the 40. Still running at the 30. High stepping to the 20. And tackled at the 16-yard line by Rodney Thomas. The screen game is killing Indianapolis. That's a 44-yard game. 638-700-WLW. It's the Roundtable Show. We're at Long Necks in Wilder. Lance McAllister, Rocky Boyman. See, perfect segue. I played a Joe Mixon call for our next guest. Every week, so kind to join us and offer insight and analysis. The former Bengals assistant, longtime NFL assistant. He's got a fantastic show he does a couple of times a week. He breaks down the Bengals for us. It would be Kyle Kasky. How are you? Hey, guys, I'm good. I don't know why you would throw a mixing thing for me. I mean, what do <laughs> I have to do with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take um, Before we get into the game, take us back to Sunday because you uh, you not only attended the game, you were tailgating and uh, <laughs> were met by a multitude of Bengal fans. What was the experience like for you? Yeah, you know, that's totally different because I always wondered why – you know, Kayla was half of was not necessarily standing straight up when I saw her after the game. Um, but it, I, I totally get it. When you start at like 8.30 in the morning out there in the parking lot, I mean, but, it, you know, it, it was a good time. And I saw a lot of a lot of Bengals fans that I know. I met a lot of uh, Bengals fans that I just met. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I mentioned this in the show last week, but the city is alive. And, I mean, the – the fans right now are, I mean, they're at a high level right now. It was fun to see. Absolutely. Well, well Kyle, I mean, the big news about the game is the emergence of this screen game. I mean, I mean, what a weapon. We saw it a couple weeks ago. Mixon was involved now this past week, Mixon and Chase Brown. I, I want you, without getting, you know, two in the weeds, like, like I would really want you to, uh, <laughs> but just, just break down the, the anatomy of a screen. What 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 makes it work? What what sort of timing has to take place? What are some of the nuances that you've, as a running back coach, have had to teach about the screen game? So the screens they were running the other day were under center play action screens, and what they were doing was the linebackers were stepping up, and then they were running out, almost turning their back to the to the offense, and that's the reason they chose that particular type, but. It's usually about a two, two-and-a-half-count screen, so it's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. So the line will step in, and they'll block the D lineman just long enough to get the throw off. But then they, after a two-count, and the back is doing the same thing, he fakes up in there or steps up in there. And then when those linemen leave, that back will also leave, and he'll catch that ball right behind them. And there's a set place. I called it the sidewalk. So if you're on the right hash, the sidewalk was the numbers. So those linemen aren't turned back looking at the running back. They're trusting that he's going to turn the ball up on those numbers. And they go out, and then if there's somebody to kick out at the numbers, they kick out. If nobody's there, they turn up. In the case of Chase Brown, there was nobody there. And it's the green grass rule, and he just took off running. But, again, it's about a two-count screen. You want to sell it. You want to sell whatever it is you're selling long enough to make the defense then retreat a little bit, either rush or retreat as linebackers, and they did both. 
So, so it sounds like from what you said, Kyle, it's a little bit like almost like the outside zone where the, the offensive, the lineman, takes the defender wherever he wants to go. If he wants to run outside, you just wash him the sideline. If he wants to cut back, you, you take him that way and, and let the running back make you right. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, and like, like I mentioned, that sidewalk. So when you catch the ball and you turn up as the back, those linemen, they initially block that certain area. But after that, it becomes like kickoff return at that point when they're down the field. But one of the great things that the Bengals did that not a lot of people probably paid attention to were the other linemen, the receivers, the tight ends, they were all downfield blocking. And, I mean, they, that, those little blocks are the ones that will get you those touchdowns or get you those long plays. Uh, if you just block the initial guys, the safeties and corners will come off and make those plays. But they had guys down there, you know, busting it down the field uh, to, to get those touchdown blocks. You had a great line this week on your show, uh, and I'm, I maybe I'm close on this, maybe paraphrasing a little. You said the Bengals are running an offense based on the collective, not an individual. Explain what you mean by that. So I feel like when Burrow was was in there running it, it everything was based on we we need to throw it. He's going to throw it downfield. We got to put it in Joe's hands to make him. He's going to win the game for us. Whereas. It looks to me like everything they're doing, they went and said, okay, we're going to make sure we get the ball in the hands of everybody, and we're going to do what's, what we're good at and, and use the skill sets of our linemen, use the skill sets of Chase Brown, of the receivers that are playing, the tight ends that are playing, and, and help Browning out, where Browning doesn't have to be the guy to win the game for him. Now, I think Browning probably could if he wanted to, but they're using everybody and not just saying – okay, we're going to run this thing around Burrow and everybody else is going to make plays based on him. I think it's the other way around. Everybody else, is the game plans around everybody else to help Browning out. So, Kai, I think this is a pivotal game for Jake Browning. This will be his, what, fourth game. The last two have been very successful, but look, now there's four weeks of film, right? And these coaches have been breaking them down and looking at tendencies and, and all that sort of thing. What has what Jake Browning got to be careful of? Or, or what is their... Well, I, I guess what is something that the defense uh, may react to how, what, what he does and how he's playing? Uh, I think number one, he's got to go back to. Or he's been doing a good job the last couple of day, last couple of games of not staring down receivers. So that's one thing. If he goes back to doing that, I think that's where Pittsburgh was kind of eating them apart there in that game. But more or less, he needs to he needs to take advantage of what the defense has given him, and I think he's been doing that. Because defenses are going to start throwing some different things at them. The defenses are probably going to start getting a little bit more exotic with him and, and, and making pre, uh, post-snap movements, uh, whether it's coverage or, or stunts or whatever, and force him to have to make those quicker decisions. So uh, if they start doing that, he's just going to have to be, be in that mindset of, like, you know, a check down's okay or, a, you know, a shorter route is okay and not try to sit back there and, and make the big play, but just take what they give you. Kyle, speaking of defense, you did a Vikings defensive preview uh, on your show. What stands out about that defense? Uh, they pressure a lot. I mean, that, that you can call them blitzes, you can call them linebacker dogs, but they bring guys, they, they, it's mostly edge. So they're bringing a lot of edge pressure, which means outside the tackles. And then they pick game a lot inside. So they've got guys like Daniil Hunter um, up front that are really long, been playing for a long time, and they've got Harrison Smith, the safety, uh, they, they bring a lot of just pressure. And, you know, Brian Flores is up there now. He was the head coach of the Dolphins. And I don't know if you remember when he was the head coach of the Dolphins, he was the one that zero blitz all the time. Yep. And, you know, he's a blitz kind of guy. 
So I think they got to be ready for, um, you know, some pressures coming from different areas. But here's the thing about when you, when teams pressure, if you can get to a point where either you run a screen into it or you, you know, you, you know, you're hot, a lot of times you can burn teams that bring a lot of pressure because they're not always in the most sound coverage and most sound run uh, gaps. And there's a lot of things you can do to teams like that. Let me ask you about the Bengals' defense, and you mentioned it this week on the show. Trey Hendrickson gets a lot of love, and rightfully so. What uh, what stood out to you in terms of that interior, the, the D.J. Reader, B.J. Hill performances on Sunday? The, those guys and those guys inside are consuming linemen right now, and, and it's doing something that's outside the scheme. It's, that's his gap, and he saw it, and he's running through his gap and making plays, but he's doing that because those big guys up front are opening up those uh, run lanes for the when I say the run lanes the gap they're keeping those gaps open for the linebackers and in the past uh, in the past rush those guys are consuming those guys inside to allow one on ones with Trey Hendrickson and he Trey Hendrickson's just running around dudes and one arm bowling through dudes I mean, it was just like he's just better than what he's playing against right now and I mean that, that's probably one of the best free agent pickups in a long time for the Bengals I know it's a couple years ago but I mean that guy's producing like I, I haven't seen before. All right, tell us about the uh, show. Some excellent content uh, content this week, as always. Uh, tell everybody about it and how they can watch it. Yeah, if you go to Chatterbox Sports YouTube page, it's called Chatterbox Clicker. And if you scroll down a little bit, there's a whole uh, list of, of videos I've done. But uh, every Tuesday at 5.30 Eastern, there will be a, a review show where I illustrate and go through the film of the game that was just played. Uh, talk, you know, it's a very unbiased view of it. It's just talking football, not talking about the, necessarily what's good and what's bad about the scheme or the coaches. I mean, it's just like, here's the film. Let's talk to it. And then uh, in the last two days, uh, there's been an offensive preview for Minnesota. And today the defensive preview for Minnesota was dropped. And those are shorter videos. So uh, easy to consume, listen to. You can listen to them on the ride. You can watch them uh, just, you know, before you go to bed. So you can find that on Chatterbox Sports YouTube. Excellent. Uh, always enjoy the conversation. Thank you. We'll talk next week. All right, guys. See you. Kyle, there thanks, Barton. Kyle Kasky, former Bengals assistant, longtime NFL assistant, checking in every week with an excellent breakdown of the game. Still ahead, we'll do uh, some Bearcats football conversation. They get a transfer from Ohio State this week. We'll talk with uh, Chad Brendel about that. Dan Claskins has your playoff fantasy football fix coming up around 722 or so. We head down the stretch in our first hour. Rocky Lance Roundtable Show from Long Necks in Wilder, 700 WLW. Hi, I'm Rocky Boyman from the Eddie and Rocky Show with a special poem just for you. If you miss part of our show and you now feel like crap, you can always hear the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Anthony Munoz here, your number one player, cheering on my... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.